0: Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen, the fun music and food podcast where anything can happen. In today's world of iPhones, computer games, and other teenage distractions, it's refreshing to find a 14-year-old that knows their way around a kitchen. Today, we feature Matilda McCabe, Tildy for short, and she's a new freshman at the Milwaukee Academy of the Arts. She's
1: talented, musical, and one great cook. Once I was older and they felt that they could leave me home alone again, when I was too old to go on tour with them, but not old enough to like, like stay home for long periods of time, just so they could go out and go to DJ gigs or go to whatever they need to go to, I would really want grilled cheese. Uh-huh. So I learned how to make grilled cheese and I was like, wow, this is actually really fun. Tilly is whipping up a healthy Caesar salad, one of her favorite weeknight
0: recipes. Oh, and did I mention she just happens to be the daughter of Zia McCabe from the Dandy Warhols? Just how did Tildy discover her love of cooking? What's it like to have parents that are in a touring band? And has the creativity of her culinary and musical skills changed how she approaches life? Let's find out on this Marty's Music Kitchen First, a very special teenager episode. So, hi, Tildy. Hi. Welcome to Morty's Music Kitchen. High five. <laughs> I am so impressed. Um,
1: first of all, your hair is gorgeous. Thank it's uh, What color is it? Um, well, it's a really bright purple. I'm trying to think of the exact color name, but I'm not sure <laughs> if I have it. I love it. And
0: you've got pink bands on your braces, and mm-hmm. you totally match. And here we are in this great kitchen. And this is where you live part time? or Um,
1: 50% here and then 50% at my dad's house. So I get to enjoy this lovely kitchen 50% of the time. That's awesome. And what are you cooking today? I'm going to make a Caesar salad except without the anchovy because I don't like fish in salad. It just didn't sound fun to add. (laughs) It's just a principle
0: thing. I don't like fish in salad. It just
1: doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't sound fun. So I took it out when I was adjusting the recipe. Okay, cool. So what do we do to get started well first you're gonna take some garlic usually about three cloves but if you like it extra garlicky you can have more than that okay and you've got uh, what now you're just like popping out some freshly
0: peeled garlic
1: that's already yep. to go so super easy mm-hmm and then you just want to cut that up I mean you don't have to but it is a little bit easier because once you get it into the bowl you're going to want to like squish it against the side of the bowl to make sure that you get all of those lovely juices. Are you mincing it or no? It's just a rough chop. It's just a pretty rough chop because it doesn't doesn't need to be perfect because you are going to be squishing it. And smell that garlic. That smells delicious. Mm -hmm. So why did you choose Caesar salad? Well, it's something that I've always loved at restaurants. So I figured I should probably learn how to make it by myself. And it's something (laughs) that I have really often because it's easy to make. Uh And I just know how to by now. So how long have you been cooking? Um, probably my whole life, because I used to bake with my mom, and then... When you were little? Yeah, when I was pretty little we used to make stuff, and then she became gluten-free, so it was a little bit more difficult to find recipes for both of us to enjoy. Because, just because she's gluten-free yeah. doesn't mean
0: you're gluten-free. Yeah,
1: so then it would be, I wouldn't, was also not as fun, like the recipes would be a little bit more difficult, or it'd be something like <laughs> really organic and gluten-free, and it just it wasn't as fun. Do you try to cook organic? Yeah, usually we have organic stuff, just because my mom's really into that. <laughs> and that's your dog, Alice, Yes. Right? All right, so we've got the garlic in the bowl. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to take a fork and just kind of like, my hands aren't super strong, so this can be a little bit difficult, but you're just going to mash it against the bottom and like the sides of the bowl just to make sure that I love it's this. really easy. It looks like it's been well-loved. Mm-hmm and it smells so good. I know. I love garlic so much. What are some other recipes you make with garlic? Um, I guess I just really add it to everything like when me and my mom make kale or when she makes kale, we add a lot of garlic and like with pizza and stuff, rosemary and garlic is you just make pizza? the best. It's a goal. I think I have a few times, but not a, do you recently. have like a running
0: list of things that you want to? Yeah, you wanna I want to learn to how to
1: make macaroons, like the Parisian ones that are mm. that are really hard to make, mm. and they're gluten free, so that would be really fun. Yeah. Um, I really also want to learn how to make pizzas because whenever I smell rosemary, yeah. I think of pizza, and then I never get it on my pizza, and it's always really disappointing.
0: You know, it's kind of funny because the last time I met you, we were talking about your chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. So I was kind of hoping you. were were we're gonna make the chocolate chip cookies, but um, what's your secret to the chocolate chip cookie recipe that you made?
1: Well, I usually replace A, the sugar with um, brown sugar because Uh it's just, it just tastes better. I just prefer it and it's usually in my house more often. Really? Mm Mm-hmm, and it just gives it like a kind of richer taste because it's more molasses. Like a little bit more depth. Yeah, I love it. And I replace half of, I do half butter and half coconut oil and then you get like a little hint of coconut in the, Okay, this is interesting. Do you use the coconut oil when it's in the form like butter when it's cooler or do you heat it up? Um, I usually have it as the cooler form and then I'll melt it in the microwave and then add it in until it's like not perfectly smooth but softer to more of a butter consistency like melted. Super smart. Then it's just a little bit easier because coconut oil does not like to just like break and mush into things like butter does. It likes to like kind of clump together a little bit more. Wow, you really do know your cooking. (laughs) I know what I know. You know what you know. Okay, so then once you've got the garlic mashed in, we are going to, really I should have grabbed a cup for this. Oh my gosh, raw eggs?
0: Yes. Um, Are these pasteurized or do
1: you care? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They're whatever eggs are in the refrigerator, right? And then you only want the yolk. Okay. So you're going to separate that, which usually isn't too difficult. You just kind of Oh,
0: super cool. So you're just putting it back and forth in the shell. I do this too at home. Mm -hmm,
1: Just until you get as much of the white out as possible. And then, of course if the yolk breaks at that point you've done as much as you can do and you can just kind of give it in. But I usually try to get rid of as much egg white as possible. And you're putting the egg white, I mean the egg yolk in the bowl? Mm -hmm. Into the bowl with the garlic and then we're gonna mix those together. This is the only recipe I've ever had, and then, of course, I made my own altercations to it. Mm -hmm. But this is just my favorite out of the ones that I did find.
0: So did you cook a lot when you were, I mean, just out of
1: necessity when you were growing up? Not really, because we usually had plenty of snacks around. Yeah. But I guess once my parents, like, once I was older and they felt that they could leave me home alone again, when I was too old to go on tour with them, but not old enough to, like like stay home for long periods of time, just Uh so they could go out and go to DJ gigs or go to whatever they need to go to. I would really want grilled cheese. Uh So I learned how to make grilled cheese and I was like, wow, this is actually really fun. It combines food and math and science, which are things that I really, really like, into one thing. And then I get a really cool result really quick so I don't have to wait a super long time. love it. So you mentioned that going on tour with your parents on the Dandy Warhol's tour? I went on a lot of those tours when I was younger, mostly until I started school, like kindergarten and first grade, because then I had to focus on that more. Uh But up until then, I went with every tour on them. Do you even remember that? Yeah, I remember most of it. Um, Of course not details, it was mostly being in tour buses and being backstage because I didn't want to be outside with the music because to me that was boring because that's what I grew up with. Right. So I would sleep backstage and eat whatever snacks they had back there, which they used to have tons of chocolate back there all the time. So you
0: didn't didn't actually listen to them play?
1: I could hear it, but I didn't actively try to go out, which I wish I would have because now I really want to go see the concerts more (laughs) with my friends now that I can enjoy it a little bit more. But no, when I was younger, I just wanted to sit backstage and watch my YouTube videos or play with my toys. Do other band members have kids that you were friends with? Um, no. Courtney has one son named Ajax, I believe. I might have just completely butchered his name, so (laughs) so bad with names. Sorry. But he is a lot younger than me. Like, I could be babysitting him. Pete has a niece that is close to my age, but she lives in France, so I get to see her maybe once a year. Every once in a while when she decides to come down here. Which is always fun. She's a total sweetheart. Yeah. Do your friends know that your mom's famous? Yes. They do. Yeah. I mention it, and they say
0: that, and you smile. So this must be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. They. All kind of. Fun, I mean, least. it's easy for
1: birthday presents because I'll ask them what they want. They're like, Oh my gosh, I want Dandy's merch. I'm like, That's so easy. Oh really? I can just go get it. Yeah. And they like to be matching, and they like that I can get them into the concerts with me when there are concerts that are all ages that we can go to. And it's fun. It's a lot more fun being there with friends than being there alone. And do you like stand in the back and like, or in the front or wherever yeah, you get to we'll, go? Backstage? we'll run around, we'll run backstage and then run out and watch the show a little bit. We haven't gotten to go to, unfortunately, there's been less concerts since me and my friends have like really gotten actually into the music which is unfortunate, of course, because I would love to go to more, but it's fun whenever I get the chance. It's like a special treat to get to go to a concert with my friends. I love that. Okay, so I want to be your friend. Can I go to a <laughs> concert with
0: you? I want to go. Yeah, sure. All right. all right, let's get back to this
1: cooking okay. thing, because I'm sure you've like stirred this yeah. like, like crazy. So once you get it all stirred in and you think that like they're infused with each other, you're going to add Worcestershire. I would say usually, two to three teaspoons, I believe that's what I wrote down. Okay, and we're going to put this
0: in with the egg yolks or the egg whites?
1: No, egg whites are gone
0: forever now. Okay, gone forever, got it. So you're going
1: to add that into the bowl with the egg yolk and the garlic. I usually just eyeball it, and then you can always adjust this later, which is the great thing about Caesar. Looks like about a tablespoon. Yeah. Okay, Give or take. And then, because this does give it a kick, which is why I usually try to put a little bit less than I would I originally like with anticipate. That yeah. makes me happy. That's what I love about Caesars that you can alter it at any time. If you get to the end, you don't have to freak out and be like, well, I already baked it because you don't bake it. Yeah. It's just done. And you, know, you can that's adjust it. the thing it. about
0: cooking that I love as well is that it doesn't have to be. Perfect. I think the point is that you try to create something. Yeah um, and, and if it turns out bad you always learn a lesson Right. For the next time you know. Exactly and then the next time I do it better if I choose to make that same recipe mm-hmm. and that's the that's the bad thing about my I'm always like oh my god I want to try this and this and then I'll make one and then I never it's rare that I get back to that same recipe again mm-hmm. because I'm always it seems like I'm always trying something new. There's too many new, things you
1: know? to do. I know,
0: too many. Too yeah, it's difficult
1: to find something to stick with, especially so if it doesn't food. go right the first time, it feels like it's not worth trying again. This looks good. Mhm. It's got that golden brown texture with some, you can see the garlic and you can definitely smell it. Mm-hmm. So then once you've got that, we're actually going to- Can we hang onto on to that for you? Yes, please. Okay, got it. I'm hanging onto the fork. <laughs> we're going to slice up a lemon and use, I usually cut it into about fourths, I believe. But of course, if you like lemon more, you can add more. And if you like it less, you can add less. What kind of a flavor does the lemon give? Does it make it spicy? Does it make it-, it I mean, it really, you can just tell if there's lemon or not. I'm not exactly sure how to describe it. It just seems a little bit bland without it. At mm-hmm. least in my experience, when I get to the end and I can't really taste it, it's either I didn't add enough Worcestershire mm-hmm. or I didn't add enough lemon. Or in yesterday's case, I forgot the lemon entirely, which was <laughs> Oops. a mistake. But you know what you learn from that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll never forget the lemon again. My roommate got home and I listed off all the ingredients I used. I was like, did I forget anything? He's like, yes. The lemon. Oh. So luckily, but it's I still good, right? Yeah, I added the lemon in afterwards. Um, just had yeah. to do some extra mixing. Okay. So then you're gonna take one slice of the lemon and just squeeze it in. Oh, I think I just got it. So that's like it. a quarter of the lemon. Yeah, about a quarter. Okay. Do you want your fork back? Yep. Then you're gonna mix that in. Mix that in. Mix that in. That's right. We can do
0: our own cheerleading here. It's really great. Um, Do they have home ec in your new high school? I don't believe they
1: do. I haven't seen that as an elective. Hmm. So you are brand new. Yeah. Freshman. Only two weeks there. Oh my gosh. Two weeks. Mm -hmm. And since it's so far away from my middle school, there's, it's entirely new people too. Ah. There's two kids from my old school there in total. And what school do you go to? I go to Milwaukee Academy of the Arts. Wow. It is an art-based high school in Milwaukee, Oregon. We share the same campus with MHS, which is just Milwaukee High School. Uh-huh. So then, once you've got your lemon in here, uh-huh. I a lot, I it's can starting smell it. It's to get it. thicker. Yep. It will get thicker and it looks, it'll be oilier okay, until we I'm hanging we onto add. your fork for you. That
0: mm-hmm. can be my
1: hoping. <laughs> then we are going to go ahead and, well, we're gonna add salt and pepper first. You're gonna add, Two pinches or maybe three, depending on how salty you like it. And then we're okay. gonna add pepper. Then we're gonna mix that up, and then I need to grab Parmesan. Alright, so you just got the Parmesan out of the mm-hmm. refrigerator. We're just gonna take this and we're just gonna dump all of it in. I think that that should be a good amount just based okay. off Okay, of And I'm gonna say that's about a half a cup. Yeah, about. I want your fork back? Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna mix that in, which will look delicious because it's parmesan and mm-hmm. Who doesn't love Parmesan? Uh, right.
0: Well, I love it. I put it in most everything. And then if I'm making pizza, of course, I'm going to put it on Obviously. top of that. I put it in almost all my pastas. And I like to put it on top of soup. Ooh. In fact, um, chili is one of my favorite things to put Parmesan on top of. Mm, I usually put it on top of tomato soup when I'm having grilled
1: cheese and tomato soup. Mm, your grilled cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. What do you put in your grilled cheese sandwiches? Just... Cheese. Just like cheddar cheese. Sometimes if I'm feeling extra once they're done, I'll add guacamole on them or avocado. Really? I really like avocado mm. and guacamole just as snacks. So adding it onto grilled cheese it actually tastes really good. And oh. dipping it all into the red soup or just tomato soup is amazing. All of the tastes, like they don't I, seem like they would go together, but it's so good. I am totally gonna try that. Tomato yes. soup with toasted cheese and avocado. Mm-hmm. Got it. So now we're going to add olive oil, I would say about half a cup, Um, just for right now I'm going to add a little bit less just because we've got a little bit less cheese than we would usually have. And why is that? Unfortunately, because one of my roommates, I'm assuming or somebody, it might have been me honestly, I had (laughs) pasta yesterday, I might have gone
0: crazy. So the Parmesan got um,
1: snacked on yeah. in
0: the refrigerator is what you're telling me.
1: Yeah, just a little bit. It's not too much to where we can't do this. Clearly, it's definitely enough. Okay. I would just usually go crazy with it. Like what? Like a cup? Yeah. Crazy? Like a, like a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. All right, here, I got it. I'm holding, um, Marty's on fork duty <laughs> again. You can also just set it on the cutting board because now we're going to be cutting up romaine.
0: So... Um, what kinds of opportunities do you think, um, you'll have at this new school for the arts? That well, you're going I'm to? hoping
1: that I'm going to have more opportunities in theater, uh-huh. just because that's what I've been focusing on mainly. And just to learn, I just, I love learning about everything. So having more academics and better academics that are more suited for kids that learn visually and arts kids is amazing. Especially in my math class, I actually understand what's happening. (laughs) Wow, you know, I never thought
0: about that because uh, when I grew up, um, I was good at math, but I hated it. And I mean hated it because um, even though I understood it, it took me longer to figure out the homework and all those things because it wasn't visual and I'm a, I'm a creative mm-hmm. visual kind of person so I never even thought about the fact that they may teach differently yeah for creative kids I didn't I've never thought about that before
1: yeah I wouldn't have just since most of my schools have been art schools or public charters I haven't gotten the chance to directly compare how public schools teach versus how art schools teach since usually art schools understand that they need to be teaching multiple ways for multiple students. Uh huh. But I can say that a lot of the time art school teachers specifically will know to make it extra visual, make the homework extra. It doesn't have to be perfect but you have to show your work and show that you did stuff and for science it'll be more posters versus just handing in graphs and things and just making it more creative. And they're also a lot more lenient on doodles on homework versus... Are they really? I mean, they haven't gotten mad at me yet. All right. Well, you're only two
0: weeks in, so give it some time. (laughs) You know, um, I teach, um, but I teach adult learners, which means that they're already... Like out of college. Ooh. And most of them are out of, are, all have master's degrees or medical degrees. Um, and we always um, try to teach things in multiple ways, you know, mm-hmm. in visual ways, in audible ways, and having them recite something or reading it off the, off the board. So, I mean, I, I think a good teacher always tries to do yeah.
1: multiple levels of learning, which I'm I'm glad especially now versus when my parents were growing up, a lot more teachers understand that you do have to do multiple ways and that it isn't just a one size fits most system because it's right. really not. So, favorite class so far, probably English. I really really love English and my creative writing class is really fun. But Who's also your teacher Let's give a shout out. Oh gosh, what's her name? Miss Fusen is my creative writing teacher and Miss Burton is my English teacher and I can't remember my PE teacher's name, but I also love that class because I've never had PE before, but I like doing games like that and exercising.
0: Super fun. Do you... That's because your mom loves to exercise and yeah be, be you know out she's a there. health nut
1: she is a health nut <laughs> all right so since we've been chit chatting what have you been doing i cut up the romaine sometimes if you have more space you can just leave them as full stalks which is also really fun and it's more crunchy okay i'm gonna say that you cut this bunch of
0: romaine into like what is that inch and a half yeah two inch big kind of bunches of- yeah um, well, Because I like you know, it when stuff. it's really
1: crunchy. It's just more fun, which is why I also like to just eat the stalks in the dressing It's just a little bit messier to mix that way. Uh-huh And then I also washed my hands just to make sure they was nice and clean since I prefer to mix it in with my hands Because it's just a little bit easier Fancy. Thank you for washing your hands. I appreciate it <laughs> And then before I mix it I am gonna try the dressing to see if we need to adjust it. You're gonna taste it? Uh-huh Do you wanna try it?
0: Sure, you put both hands up like touchdown. So Yay. I'm gonna say that that's good. All right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try it egg yolks Here I come. Yay Mm-hmm That has got a zing to it. Mm-hmm. That's the Worcestershire and lemon. Mm. boy You are really good at this. That's <laughs> the perfect amount of salt in it and you know even with less Parmesan It's
1: still got that that zing. I don't know if that's coming from the lemon or the Worcester, but... Yeah, we used to think it was from the garlic, so we tried to cut that down and it would still be there. And eventually, I realized it was not from the garlic. It was definitely either the Worcester or the lemon. It was... Or the combination of the two. Mm Mm-hmm. It was not, but as we just slowly dwindled down on the garlic and it didn't change, we were like, oh, Uh
0: oh no. Okay, so we peeled um, all of this lettuce kind of
1: apart into individual leaves. Yep, and now we're just going to toss it in. Um, I'm gonna do just a little bit at a time to make sure that we have enough dressing, although usually we do. It's better to double-check. Smart. Wouldn't want to underdress do your you salad. Do you like a
0: lot of dressing?
1: Yes, but that's the good thing about Caesar is that even with a little bit, especially when it's this strong, you can definitely taste it. Mm-hmm. So even if I added all of this and it wasn't enough dressing, I would probably still be able to taste it on everything because oh. it's it's amazing. It's my favorite dressing. Mm-hmm. It smells delicious. All that garlic and lemon and salt and pepper. Yeah. It's what are your
0: favorite smells in a kitchen?
1: Probably garlic. <laughs> I really like garlic. As previously stated.
0: Mm-hmm. Garlic. I love
1: garlic. Um, I like meat a lot, which is funny because my mom originally was trying to raise me vegetarian which she realized <laughs> that didn't it work out. Would not work out because she was vegetarian when I was born, so she tried, and then according to her, I was just a meat eater. She could tell. She could tell. Mm -hmm, that that was my calling. So we still, regardless of eating meat, we still try to get it from places that don't terribly mistreat the animals because... Because that's important. Yeah, it's important to make sure that they're good. That's something that I'm passionate about. um, Do you cook for your friends? Yes. Mostly pasta. They come over and we'll make giant pots of pesto pasta, and then we'll just eat it out of the pot. Do you make the pasta from scratch? No, that's... (sighs) <sighs> not yet. Like a New Seasons kind of a thing? Yeah, that's or... my favorite brand. I've tried other ones, but they just make it so good. So I'm gonna go ahead and grab some plates. All right, and then, we can... then we're done. It's pretty simple, and once you do it enough times, like I just did, you can kind of eyeball it how much you need for okay. each ingredient, which is lovely.
0: Yeah, you did eyeball that pretty darn well. A spoon. So what are you looking forward to most in your freshman year?
1: I'm excited to meet new people and see new viewpoints because in Portland it is mostly like views that just align with what I've been like what I've grown up with. Uh-huh. And even if that is what I tend to agree with most even after doing my own research, I would love to learn more about what other people think just so I can help understand the world around me more because I'm a political person. Wow, you are a very astute 14-year-old. I have to say. It's the Portland schools, I'm telling you. Really?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And do you think maybe part of it is because you've grown up, you know, around, I don't know, adults that are on tour... I mean, did you did you feel like you kind of had to be a little bit of an adult when yeah, you were little? Yeah, it
1: definitely feels like I connect with people that are older than me a lot easier than uh-huh. kids my age. And most of my friends are juniors uh-huh. as of now. Ah. So it's a little bit weird being thrown into a school with entirely just kids my age and not having any classes with older kids. Because mm-hmm. it's weird. Yeah. I'm not really used to socializing with kids my age because right. I don't get along with them as well. But it's going pretty well all right i'm excited about all right i'm excited really
0: nice all right so um did you already get out two forks fork and a spoon you're gonna eat with a spoon or my fingers all right or your fingers yes because you are good at that all right you're ready to try this i mean i guess i am i ready to try this (laughs) you left a whole bunch of parmesan in the bowl yeah. What is that, Parmesan lover?
1: <laughs> well, because I realized at the end I was scooping onto yours and I didn't want you to be overwhelmed with Parmesan, which oh. can sometimes oh, be no. just as bad as not You even can Parmesan. overwhelm
0: me with Parmesan. That is just not a problem. Uh-huh.
1: The Marty's Music Kitchen podcast is brought to you in cooperation with Oregon Music News. You said you like theater. Yes, I love theater. Um, right now, my goal is to start working on some short films or commercials so I can eventually build up to being in TV shows or things like that because I would love to be an actor when I'm older. Have you would...
0: done, like what kind of plays have you done so far?
1: Um, I've done John Who's High at my old school. I haven't done a ton of plays unfortunately. I was just too nervous at my old school to audition. Wait,
0: you were nervous? <laughs> this, you seem so, <laughs> um, I'm going to say self-assured and you know, you're so beautiful and Boy, I just, I can't
1: imagine that you'd be nervous. I guess I was just nervous that if I picked up a play, it would take up too much time and I would miss out on making friends. Uh. which was mostly a nervous thing, and I didn't want to play a really minor character because I feel like if I'm not under pressure, I won't take it as seriously. Oh. So that was something. But then once I eventually got into my 8th grade year, I figured I should at least try. I didn't want to waste this opportunity completely. Mm-hmm. So I was in my school's musical, John Hughes High, and the original like director and cast came and saw one of our performances, which was amazing. Um, I've done some short films as well. Like me and my dad worked on something called What Whispers Change Men, which was just this cute little series when I was younger. Really? Yeah, him and his friends did it, and then I was really young, but I still wanted to be in it, and I still wanted to participate because there was all these people running around with cameras and stuff. I was Mm -hmm. like, "Ah, i got to be in this.
0: Well, someday, Marty's Music Kitchen may be on camera, and that's going to be like a whole different thing. I'm so used to this audio mm-hmm. thing. It's kind of like being in the studio versus, you know, yeah. making a video, um,
1: like a music video. Yeah. So, speaking of music video, have you ever been around when your mom's making something? Ooh, I'm not sure. Probably when I was really young. Um, Not that I could remember. I know that my cousin on my dad's side was in one of them. The crowd ca- like picked him up and carried him around in one of the videos. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. So, do teenagers discuss
0: politics? Yes. A what? lot.
1: Especially really? as Portland kids and city kids, it is really common for us to be up-to-date on real-world events and want to know what's going on and participate in protests and whatever we are feeling needs to be changed. And a lot know, there's a lot of student-led protests in Portland as well.
0: I guess I kind of remember feeling that way as a teenager, but it's been so long for me that I've forgotten that you know, that spirit of, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, the fight, the, the you know,
1: stand up for what's right mm-hmm. and that kind of a thing. Have you and your friends been to a protest? Yes, I've been to a lot. Most of the times that I had missed school, it was because of walkouts or some kind of protest that I felt I needed Walk to out be at. Walkouts at your school? <laughs> yeah, definitely. We were one of the only middle schools that participated, but it was, at <laughs> my school was almost <laughs> more popular to be political than to be nonchalant about it because every single student, like, that's what we did. I
0: am really impressed with that. I've never heard of a middle school walkout due to politics, so (laughs) new information
1: for me. Clearly, I'm out of touch. I think it is more of a Portland um, thing as well, just because I feel like this is a pretty political city, and youth especially want to be involved in that so bad, and here we've kind of got an outlet to do that. I feel like it's more normalized. So I've got two questions for you. One, do you think that they should lower the voting
0: age from 18? Yes. Really? Um, How old do you think you should be to what vote? What I've
1: been hearing most recently is 16, which, of course, some people are saying that just younger people aren't as educated on it. But there's people that are 18 that aren't as educated on it. And I feel like if there are 16-year-olds that are, they're going to be more inclined to vote anyway, so mm-hmm. they should be. They should have still have that opportunity to. Right. Especially because, as of right now, the majority... I don't know the exact percentage but I know when we were talking about it in classes it was like 60 percent of people that could vote didn't they Mm -hmm. just decided not to and that's mostly kids that are 18 because once you're into college it gets so busy and it feels like you don't have time and with how difficult it is in some states to get in and actually vote I feel like it would just be more convenient to lower the age to 16 and then people that especially when they're voting for things like how we treat people that are that age and how we schooling, they're more into that and they're more, they're already living in that. So it feels like they should have a voice in the world that they're going to be going into and living in before they're already thrown into it. At least that's just my view on it. Wow.
0: I'm, I could not agree with you more. Actually, you're convincing me. I think uh, people hearing this podcast, maybe that'll, maybe that'll sway Mm them. So here's my second question. Do you think your walkouts, do you think make a difference in the local or national politics by using your voice, using your ability to, you know, walk out and things like that. Do you think
1: that sways politics and on those other levels? One hundred percent. Not only does it help get information out to other kids that are our age that are gonna be going into a world where they need to at this point be active and be voicing their opinions on what's going on uh-huh but it also shows that we care enough to a lot of us do care a lot about our educations just because some people don't have that right and we're really thankful to have that to show that we're willing to sacrifice a day of education to fall behind to get yelled at at our parents for potentially falling behind just to prove a <laughs> to point get yelled at what did you do today i uh, walked out walked to town hall But for politics <laughs> and it's just Unfortunately, there are kids that use it as an excuse to miss school, which is horrible because then that gets told that that's what every single student is doing, which yeah, it's, it's just, just like, unfortunate. It's but just like those happen. kids that don't vote. They don't yeah. care, right? They're just doing it to Which be part is, of, of course, it. unfortunate, but those of us that do care that leave to go to these protests and to have our voice heard, I feel like it is impactful because we are showing that the youth care and that we aren't just going to sit here and be quiet when there's things happening that we don't agree with, especially when they're happening to kids that are our age, it just feels like we need to. Well, little high-five
0: for you. Well done. (laughs) I am deeply impressed that you are not afraid to use your voice. So, I want to know, does
1: your school have debate? Because you would be fantastic (laughs) at that class. I am not sure if we do, just because I'm so new, I'm not entirely sure what all of our um, what all of our electives are. But if there is, I would probably join it, that would be really fun. I know that at my old school it wasn't an official class, but Uh our social studies teacher Uh was amazing and she would keep us up to date on current events and we would hold little debates just where we shared our opinion and we would write essays on the current events and present it and then we'd have a little conversation about it which I appreciate so much. She was an amazing teacher and unfortunately she quit. The year that I graduated, that was her last year there, which even though I was never going to see her again, was still upsetting because she was such an amazing teacher.
0: Yeah, you know, I loved school when I was younger, and I remember all of my elementary school teachers, specifically, I remember my theory teacher from college, his name was Al Gallagher, and I took um, traditional Japanese karate from him. (laughs) Um, And he was the most grounded, wonderful person. And I learned so much looking through his eyes. You know, all of the students just thought the world of him. Not only was a fabulous musician, but he was so grounded. He just radiated that knowledge and peace. And I always tried to stay in touch with him. Um, And I didn't hear from him for a few years. And unfortunately, I got a letter from his wife one year and she said i'm so sorry to tell you but he died of cancer and i thought oh how sad but then i thought how lucky was i to have this amazing teacher teach me those fundamental things when i was so young that have stayed with me my entire life so right now you have all of these great opportunities to learn from this whole new batch of teachers and this whole new environment. I can't imagine how scary, exciting, and, I don't know, trepidatious you must be.
1: Mm -hmm. I am really excited to get to know my teachers and to see what they have to offer because I know that I'm going to remember most of my middle school teachers for a while since they were all amazing and they all taught me different things, not only about their classes, but just about how to live life which I appreciate, and I'm really excited to see what my high school teachers have to offer since they're supposed to be preparing me for life. I'm really hoping that they will.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they will. I'm going to back up the Portland school system. So you're at a great school, and I'm very Excited for you in this freshman year. So, you're going to have to um, text me and tell me how things are going a little bit later. Yes, of course. And I if will. you make a batch of those chocolate chip cookies, would you do me a favor and freeze some for me and I'll come by and pick them up? <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, Tildy, I am so glad you agreed to be on the show. And this has just been a delightful experience. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. It's been really, really fun. All right, well just let me know if you ever wanna, you know, um, teach me anything more about cooking and I'll come back. Of course. All right, thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you. I'm your host, Jazz Singer, Marty Mendenhall, inviting you to a recording of this show. Become a patron of the podcast and get your special invitation. Find out about the $1 and $5 perks by joining the fun at patreon.com forward slash Marty Mendenhall. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time on Marty's Music Kitchen.